This is from Justin McCain, a podcast where Mike Robertson and Bob LaRue watch one critically acclaimed film and one terrible film and talk about how they are the same. Welcome everybody to From Justin to Kane. I'm Bob. I'm Mike. So listen, I think we should have a full disclosure here, Mike. Uh, this is a mini-sode because it's the Fringe in our hometown of Edmonton, and Mike is very busy. I'm also very busy, and so yes. we didn't have time to watch two movies. So we're doing a mini-sode about film corners, or just corners. Just right corners, now the, yeah. The proverbial room, I think, last time we left off the corners was a rhombus. Or uh no uh what uh octagon octahedron octahedron that's what I it guess was it would be yeah, an yeah. octagon yeah so well enter the octagon this is a UFC yeah. thing right <laughs> I think so okay good good enter the octagon with us hopefully it turns into a twelve tagon or a fifteen tagon I think it'll be a dodecahedron by the end of this what the hell does that what did you just say uh dodecahedron how many Dodec- num- what number Deca, is that? I think that's 20. Holy shit. Deca being 10 and Do being... Re, Mi, Fa, So, La. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good, good. Yeah. Uh, okay, <laughs> so... bring us back to Dodecahedron. <laughs> uh, we should have a Sound of Music corner. Sure, yeah, sure, yeah. But nothing to do with the film, just the literal sound of music. Like, isn't yeah. music sounding nice these days, Mike? What's your favorite sound of music? Uh, oh, uh, so wait, are we in a corner already? Yeah, I think we're in the sound of music corner. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, uh, I mean, I like, I'm, I'm, I like indie rock. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes yes. I like, uh, I don't like country. Can't get into it. Really? What about, have you listened to the whole spectrum of country, Mike? I have not. I've listened to old timey stuff, which I enjoy. Yeah. Like Hank uh, and Williams I can get, and stuff. And I can get, yeah. Oh yeah. And I can get into Garth Brooks. And is bluegrass like country adjacent? I don't know. Some some of that's pretty it's good. It's shared DNA for sure, but it's also different. Yeah. Uh, more dancing, more fiddle. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think for, so that was a pretty good like corner test. So what we're doing in this epi is we're trying to just kind of brainstorm some more corners so that we have future segments on future episodes. So yeah, it's just a, it's just like a riff sesh of just corner generation, if that makes any sense, like a sentence that has never been spoken before. A riff sesh of corner generation. Wow. What does that wow. even mean? That I know. sentence was like stupid. I love it. Yeah. So usually we will have movie corner, which is yes. in a movie podcast where we're just talking about movies generally instead of having, uh, you know, talking about two specific movies. Just, yeah, where we break format for like a segment, as it were, you know? Yeah. And then and then we have a, a foot corner. We love feet on this yeah. show. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mike's. Always telling me I love feet, so self-fulfilling prophecy. I love feet now, I guess. Yeah, now you, he, yeah, he taught you just, me to love the foot. You believe. You believe. Yeah. Um. So the foot corner. It's like, if, have you ever had uh, when you were in like... Mike, Mike, hold on one second. I figured out the name of the of the feet corner is called footnotes. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. Anyways, what were you going to say? That'll be your jazz album. <laughs> Uh, it's 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 your jazz album about 
just like your foot fetish. The first title is not a pervert. <laughs> yeah. The second title is still not a pervert. The third title is maybe a pervert. The last the last song is okay. You got me. I'm a perv. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me perv. Um, <laughs> so we we do need a little like musical sting. I think before every before we enter any corner. I think also. I agree. Should we? So we'll um, do. We'll we'll add that in in post. Should, should we pay somebody to do that? Mm, sure. Well, we'll see what happens. What about Nickelback? Yeah, we'll see if we can get Nickelback. We can get Kroger and Co. to to write us a, t- a tune. Yeah. Um, yeah. What other corners have we done in the past? Well, we've talked about pooping. Okay. <laughs> Poo corner, I guess. I guess Fago corner. Oh, you know, speak of the devil and he shall appear. What do I have here? <laughs> oh my God. Cola, cherry cola. Holy right. shit. I hope you're watering that down. Take Why? a look. Cause take a look at the nutritional information on the back, Mike. That's so- for... It states it for half the bottle, not for the full bottle. Because there's oh, yeah. way more sugar in Fago than in normal soda. Oh, really? And I think for them to get around like the laws about how much sugar you're allowed to have, they were like, well, the new, you're only supposed to have half the bottle. Well, that's good to know. Yeah, so I'd say water that sucker down or have half the bottle or have the whole thing and good luck. Yeah, brother. so for the listeners at home who don't know what just happened, Bob uh, mentioned Fago and I... I conjured one. Yeah. That, that my friends, is the prestige. Wow. We were so fucking good at podcasting. Our whole budget. <laughs> every dollar we've made on this podcast, which is probably about $100 since we started yeah. three years ago, every yeah. penny has gone to, to Fago. Pretty much, yeah. It should be the other way around. They're, they're, they're our sponsors, but yeah, we pay them. What the hell is going on? We're like inverted influencers. We pay to showcase other people's products. Yeah. I guess we're just sheep. Totally. We are sheeple, as it were. Sheeple, yeah. Our wool is um, soaked in Fago. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, the Fago corner was a huge, I would say a titular corner. What does that even mean, a titular corner? <laughs> <laughs> you're now you're just using that word and it has no meaning anymore. It's just I like, just like just using it, it as a general adjective. Titular feels good in the mouth when you say it. it. You know how some words titular. feel good in your mouth? Spatula, titular. Seems like there's a... Sonic the Hedgehog feels good in the mouth when you say Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog is a great name for a thing. It yes. really rolls off the tongue, Sonic the Hedgehog. The titular Sonic the Hedgehog. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say there's been a couple Sonic sub corners, so like a corner in a corner. Well, the Sonic corner is within your fetish corner, pretty much. Oh my god, what the hell? <laughs> Screw you, Mike. <laughs> I thought no, you're the one who brings it up every time. No, not true. Yeah. You're okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> fuck. No, you're absolutely right. You're right. Okay. So, uh, what other corners have we done? I mean, I feel like we did a pod 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 beef corner. Where That's we like true. beefed with other pods. Yeah, yeah. You famously went up against uh, Dak, Dax Shepard's podcast a few times. That's right. And, like called him out, and 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 he was not. He did not hear your call out. <laughs> I, would, <laughs> I was going to say literally no backlash. Our listenership yeah, oh yeah. is very tame, and nobody's invested. So every time they release an episode, there's just like millions of messages, and people are upset for whatever reason. Us, we pretty much say anything, and there's no backlash ever. Yeah, it's yeah. uh, it's nice. Which is why, which which is what brings us to our first corner of the day. Um, uh-huh. 
racist corner. Okay, Bob, you go first. You say oh, something. No. <laughs> oh, say something. no. Racism is bad. No, How's no, no, that? no. Okay, that corner, maybe we'll put we'll shelve that one for later. <laughs> put caution tape over that corner. I don't ever yeah. want to go back there. <laughs> um, uh, well, no, you said nuggets. Can we I talk said about nuggets. the nugget corner? Yeah, you said that's our first corner. Yeah, so before the podcast, before we started rolling, I was just, we were, me and Bob were spitballing and I brought up nugget corner. Mm-hmm. So, what kind of uh, nugget? Okay, so let's let's uh, let's go to Nugget Corner. Welcome to Nugget Corner, everybody. Um, yeah, so recently uh, we went to A and W, and we had uh, they have new plant based chicken nuggets. That's so right. Like Are they Beyond good? Meat chicken nuggets. Have you had these, Bob? No, I saw the poster and I was grossed out a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Soy. Oh, yeah. I'll have like soy beef, but not soy chicken. You know what I mean? I actually think that the soy chicken or whatever it's made out of is pretty good. It tastes like it has the stringiness of of the flesh of the chicken. Right. The right. chicken beast. Man, you have a way with words there, Mike. My goodness. <laughs> You're making me salivate with those really enticing culinary <laughs> descriptors. Um, so anyway, uh yeah, the nugget was pretty good. I get but I give it a six out of ten. So where did it go wrong? I feel like the the nugget, uh, the the fleshy stringiness of oh, the of the chicken meat was. You're like making pretty, me hungry. Wow, okay, <laughs> <laughs> was pretty good. I would say that that was like on point. Yeah. Uh, the breadedness was like you know pretty standard issue breadedness of a of a nugget, but just flavor wise, there wasn't a lot to it. You really you like the a lot of the plum sauce was doing a lot of heavy lifting. So right. A couple stops short of Flavortown, hey? Yeah. So, I mean, I think they're Beyond Meat Burgers at A&W, which are pretty good. But yeah. the nuggets need a little work or, I don't know. Like, But also chicken nuggets at McDonald's, for some, they're not really, they don't have a lot of flavor. They're just no, kind of salty. They're flavorless. No, the whole, yeah. the whole, my whole issue, and this is sort of a tangent, but so many no, it's, dishes. No, it's all nugget based. So y- it's not a tangent. Okay. Well, good. <laughs> I'd say there are so many dishes, like the amount of times I go to a restaurant and people are like, this dish is so good. And I'm like, no, no, it's just the sauce. All the shit underneath the sauce is doing nothing. Yeah. The sauce is all the flavor. That's sloppy uh, uh, chefdom. I know. You know what I mean? And nuggets are culprits of this too, for sure. Well, can I, can I, can I, uh, you know, call my shot as a um, vegetarian? Yeah, absolutely. And say... This is my hot take. Meat is kind of like bland and flavorless generally, and it really like you have to add a lot of sauces or like seasonings or whatever just to like make make the thing taste good. You know, right. it's like all yeah. of the seasonings and and uh, sauces are doing a lot of heavy lifting. Whereas, you know, vegetables, fruit, that's like what you get is what you get. It's usually pretty good for the most part. Like a carrot, if you get a really good carrot, fresh carrot from the ground, it's like that's pretty good. Yeah. You know, an apricot, yeah. plums, can't go wrong. It's all just like built in. I, I, I'm I going to say I half agree with you, half disagree. Okay. I, I think chicken is a culprit of being a boring flavor. Yes, 100%. Um, but I will say like a great cut of steak, all you need to do is heat that puppy up and it is going to be delicious, right? It's the same way like how like uh, sushi, many fishes, they're not doing anything to them. You just want this like buttery, nice, raw texture 
in your mouth as it slides down your gullet. Yeah, but sushi doesn't have any flavor. That's why you got ginger. Like, I mean, the the sashimi doesn't have the flavor. The fish itself is just kind of like. The thing is, no, it depends on the fish you get. There's some really nice fishes, and it's like that fishy taste is what you want, but it's also texture. Sometimes it isn't mm. flavor. It's the texture you want. You want like that buttery, buttery fish. Like, there are a lot of sushis, and they won't let you eat it with soy sauce or ginger, you know? So it's yeah. like you just got to eat it dry, and it's like really, really good. But mm. I agree. I think chicken, pork, not tasty, kind of bad. But right. a good steak... You heat that sucker up because like broccoli doesn't like taste good. Cauliflower doesn't really taste good. It's like, oh, oh, I love vegetables. And it's like, well, yeah, it's covered in ranch sauce. You dink. Well, you no, those I mean? ones are good when you, those ones are good when you, you have to fry them or like well, boom. cook them. Flavor's coming from the frying, isn't it? No, you drenching you can... lemon on that shit or whatever, yeah. a little bit of garlic, you know, I, I mean... think everything's guilty of being flavorless on a certain level, except for fruit. Fruit is yeah. just candy of nature's candy. Yeah. And we, I mean, let's, let's do fruit corner briefly. Okay, very good. Welcome to Fruit Corner, everybody. Um, so we, yeah, at our house, we uh, ordered a bunch of fruit from the farmer's market, and now we have more fruit than we have space. Oh, is it rotting uh, before you can finish it? It is. Most of it, yeah. Some of them we've had to just throw out before we could even eat it because it oh, just rotted so fast. Yeah, yeah. But, but, uh, but generally, like, yeah, we're just racing to just finish all of this fruit because we yeah. have so much of it. And fruit flies are just having a, the time of their lives right now. Wow. You can make a Pixar movie about those fruit flies and you're the like nameless, voiceless humanoids walking around in the shot. Yeah. You know what it's I like mean? It's like B-movie, but about fruit flies. Yeah. I, you know, fruit, to be totally honest with you, actually most produce stresses me out when I buy it because I rarely cook. And then mm-hmm. I buy this stuff like once a week, I feel obligated to get groceries and whatever. And then just so often, I'm like, oh, my God, I have to cook or all of this shit is going to waste. And it stresses me out. Yeah, I agree. And also, like, greens are generally aspirational, I find. Yes. Where it's like, I'll buy this thing of greens and I'll make a salad. And it's like, will you? (laughs) The last time I made a salad was probably six months ago. I eat a lot of salad. I just don't make salad. You know what I mean? How do you get it if you eat a lot of it? Oh, I eat other people's food a lot. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm a bum. I, I just bum food off people. Nice. I've done it to you. I've eaten in your backyard. You just bring out a dish and I don't say no. I eat a bunch of broccoli and some sort of bread thing or whatever, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's true. You don't say no. Yeah. I always say yes to food. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was a pretty good, what was that? Fruit corner, I guess. So, or? so I think we're doing a cornerception where we're going corners into corners and we need to keep going deeper and then back our way out, Mike. Okay. Okay. So what's what's the tangent of fruit corner? Uh well we were we're I guess go back to nugget corner. Yeah. We're just talking about meat, so we're probably in meat corner and then Yeah, we were, we're in meat to... corner. Yeah. Okay, so I mean ham is pretty good without it's, it's a pretty flavored meat. Okay, that was I you know, I talked about meat a little bit. Let's go back to nuggets. <laughs> anyway, I give those nuggets from uh uh A&W. A&W. 6 out of 10. Yeah. Needs improvement. Needs improvement. Right, did you leave a Yelp review? No. There's no reason to do that. I don't can you even Yelp review um A&W? You can do anything you set your mind to, Mike. Oh, you're right. I should be a more of a dreamer about this, yeah. Yeah. Um I mean, you got to hold a massive corporation like that accountable. <laughs> You're right. That's what I say. 
Uh, wait, wait, you got any corners? Uh, oh my gosh, yeah. Let me just check this whole list. Uh, uh, I wanted to uh, have a a skate corner, skateboard oh, cool. corner. Is that cool? Sick. A sub episode about skateboarding and film, but I love it when the film's not about skateboarding. So wait, what? Yeah, so like Police Academy Four. Uh huh. Last Black Man in San Francisco. Uh, one of the Back to the Futures. So you like you like skating in movies, but yeah, not... but when it's not about skateboarding. Oh, okay. You do you do you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. So those yeah. are great examples. So do you if have I any said other Lords ones? of Dogtown, then you would say no. I'd say Yucky. Yucky. That's Although good one uh, skate corner. great movie, or like Gleaming the Cube. Have All you ever right. seen that movie? Uh, no, I have not. It's a wild ride. You should check it out. What about, there's a documentary called, I think it's called like Today I'm a Superman or something like that. And it's- What the hell is that? It is a documentary about the making of the Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 video game. So it's about the video game about skateboarding. Is it good? I would watch that. That I haven't seen it, but I kind of want to see it because I like that game. Yeah, and it's it's such a great franchise. It made Tony Hawk a millionaire. Yeah, yeah. That was like a great move- for him, but also it really just comes down to the company you're working with, I guess, because another company could have made it and it would have just whiffed. It could have sucked. That's true. That's true. I guess we could so. have a sub corner about Tony Hawk in movies because yeah. he's been in a bunch of movies, but never as a character, always as a stunt double. Oh, really? He stunt doubled in uh, Police Academy 4 briefly what? as David Spade's double, but then they realized he was like three feet taller than David Spade and fired him. He oh, okay. also doubled for Will Ferrell in Daddy's Home. I think oh. it's called Daddy's Home. Is it Daddy's Home? With, I think so. With Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell. And then there's the half pipe scene. That's Tony Hawk. Mm. And um, another good um, skateboarding in movies, but not a skateboard movie. Yes. Uh, Freddie Got Fingered. We discussed that already. but That's right. That I was actually a got, good skateboard scene. I got in an argument with somebody last weekend about Tom Green being a good skateboarder. And I was like, he's a good skateboarder. And this other person was like, no, he's not. And I was like, y- yes, he is. There's a lot of footage of him kind of just shredding around. He's a solid little skater. Who Like, you seem to run with skateboarders, but I don't see I do. you as a skateboarder. Do, do you Do you board? I uh, went skating yesterday with a mutual friend of ours, and I'm hmm. very bad. What kind of trucks you got? I got, a, they're called bear trucks. And then I have... Fat hogs, wheels, and then a land yacht's deck. Cool. Yeah, that's my setup. Although, it's shitty, man. It's for cruising, and it's really heavy, so I might buy a new setup, but I'm very bad. Didn't you skate back in the day? You and a friend saw Lords of Z-Town or whatever, and then yeah. went and bought skateboards immediately after? Yeah, and but they they were like budget boards. I still have oh. it. Oh, you do? Yeah, and uh, it doesn't... Like the the wheels are really really bad, so like I've bailed a few times on it from just getting a pebble caught between the wheel and yeah. like the the little but, piece of metal. But that is normal. Yeah, but um, but my friend got uh new wheels on his skateboard, so he used the same deck and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Like it's actually pretty sturdy and pretty nice deck. Yeah, it just doesn't has has no art on it whatsoever. That's how it should be. Blank decks are sweet and way yeah. cheaper. Yeah, it's just a blank deck, and then um. 
I don't know anything about the trucks or the wheels or anything, but the wheels that it came with are like a little too small. So he got real thick wheels mm-hmm. and it makes skateboarding a little bit easier. Nice. Nice. So I should do that. But, you know, I've had it for what, 13 years and I probably used it for a grand total of four hours in my whole entire <laughs> life if you added it all up. But I used to skateboard to university. That's cool. I'd say yeah, 90% felt- of skateboards bought sit in a garage unused. Oh, for sure. For yeah, sure. Yeah. They. Mine, mine gets a lot of use and then a long break and then a lot of use and then a long break, you know? Yeah. But I, I got this little crew going with Lee and Andrew now, so we're trying to shred a little more. Ah, oh, sick. Yeah, it's it's sweet. Although I'm really bad, but getting better every day. Just got to keep on trucking. Can you ollie? Uh, no, no, it's too scary. Not oh, yet. Okay. Not yet. I was, I was on some ramps yesterday, though, which went pretty well. Um, but I'm working on the ollie. I keep falling and eating shit. So, yeah, it's scary, man. Being on a board of wheels is fucking terrifying. I don't know how yeah, people it do it. Do you wear a helmet? Uh, no, I should. Yeah, this yeah. could be our last episode if you go <laughs> skating today. Uh, no, I went yesterday and I'm tired. I go like once a week, so I don't really push myself. Yeah. Anyway, so that's a little corner. I just love uh, it's fun when I think the best example is Last Black Man in San Francisco, though, because the movie's not about skating at all, but it's no. so prevalent. And it's how they commute. Yeah. I Yeah. I, I like the skateboarding in that movie, even though it's not even like they could have cut it all out in the movie would have been probably better because it would have been shorter. Yeah. Yeah. It was a but, smidge too long, wasn't it? Uh, No, I didn't find that. But I think mo- most movies just benefit from just being shorter. And like them skateboarding is the equivalent of someone being like, hey, let's drive somewhere. And then they get in a car and you watch them drive somewhere, which right. is you don't need to see that ever in a movie. Yeah. Unless yep, something is true. happening in the car. Well, how about, how about this for a corner? Uh, films with a perfect runtime. So basically like sh- short and sweet, you know what I mean? First example, yeah. Grand Budapest Hotel, 100 minutes even. Mm, yeah, An okay, hour and 40. Good. I think Reservoir Dogs is like 93 minutes. That's a great runtime. Yeah. Um, I mean, anything that is 90 minutes or less is is good i don't know it's just if, if it's just that i'm getting older but i generally don't find that a movie needs to be longer than 90 minutes and like especially i mean this is a um this is a broken record i guess but like the superhero movies of the day mm-hmm. they're so so long oh you know what like, you know what might be a fun some... corner is uh mike in the corner shitting all over the mcu that might be a fun corner. <laughs> that's a pretty. That's a pretty common corner. <laughs> yeah, because it's because they're they they're not the story the stories that they, he, he they, just air quoted stories. Yeah, by the way, the He's stories just... that they tell don't need to be that long. Because uh, let's let's look up Black Widow, the most recent one. Yeah, hundred and thirty four minutes. Oh so my god, longer two than hours two, two and hours 14. and like barely anything happens in that movie. Right. Oh yeah, you've seen it. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So I don't know. That's like, yeah. I mean, yeah. We can just crap out all over those movies, but, but there's there's no reason to do that. Yeah, we've done yeah. that before. But um, watched Cable Guy recently. Oh yeah, Tim Carrey, great yeah. film. Ninety six minutes. That's a perfect length. Oh, that's crisp. Gets crisp, everything crisp, in. Crisp. Also, Dumb and Dumber. I think same kind of length. It's like doesn't need to be that long. Yeah. I just watched The Proposal with Ryan Reynolds and Sandra Bullock. Another crisp 90, I think it's 93 minutes. Yeah. Perfect film. 
gave it five stars in my letterboxd. Yeah. Well, because movies themselves are, um, they don't need, you don't, there's like only so much information you need to give the audience and then they fill in the rest. Like literally the act of editing between two shots, the audience in their brain will fill in whatever information they need. Yeah. So if you cut out scenes and have one scene and then you have another scene, you know, it doesn't need to be freaking two, two hours and 10 minutes of just showing someone talking to somebody about getting a helicopter and then them getting on the helicopter later and all that stuff. It's like, it's uh that's, that's happened to Black Widow. Well, let a me, lot of just talking about getting helicopters. Right, right. Let me ask you a question then. What about films that are really long and really good? You know, like Andre Tarkovsky's body of work. I mean, you know? I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that um, Stalker benefited from being ninety minutes. I would also not say Solaris, or sorry, from being longer than ninety minutes. Right, right. I would also not say that. Yeah, Solaris benefits from being that long either i think that would be a better shorter film yeah yeah if you just cut out all the earth stuff like that's what the the new solaris did and it was to the film's uh benefit Benefit. i think yeah so i guess the moral of the story is cut to the chase pretty much okay okay um yeah i don't know if there's a movie that really needs to be as long as it that it is but i don't know maybe oh what about uh lagan lagan could have been shorter Okay. All right. All right. Um, what about, uh, I just, uh, I don't know why on my YouTube, you know how you can rent movies and it'll suggest movies Mm -hmm. gone with the wind came up and it was like three hours and 53 minutes. And I was like, Oh my God, I never want to see that movie again. But sometimes, but sometimes it is fun and nice to watch like a really long thing. That's true. That's true. It just has Um, to be like, yeah, for some reason, like an old Epic, like I haven't seen Lawrence in Arabia in a long time. Yeah, but I feel like I feel like that one probably. I mean, Sound of Music going back. Oh yeah, full circle. That movie slaps the whole way through too. Like it, it yeah. doesn't diddle daddle. Like you're always kind of into it, but it's like three movies in one. Yeah. So, I think that's the trick. And Lawrence of Arabia is a fun watch. It it it's cool. It plays well. And um, uh, Citizen Kane. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, that's true. It's not well, super long, long, but it is it's two hours, could... right, or something. All right, so let's. Uh, that's a that was a pretty good corner. Yeah, what corner was that again? I get, we kind of got that's a perfect runtime corner. Oh yeah, perfect I runtime corner. Stipulate the best runtime is a hundred minutes, not ninety. Not ninety. I think an hour and forty gives you just the right amount of time. Yeah, I mean you can let things breathe a little bit. Some yeah. things move really fast if they have to hit ninety minutes. Exactly. But also like efficient storytelling is uh is good I, like you yeah. can get a lot you can get a lot out there in in 90 minutes or 100 minutes yeah absolutely absolutely i saw that in uh nicholas cage movie pig oh yes that's right yeah, and he loved 90, it, right? 91 minutes oof oof and nice. it's like a slow film interesting it manages to to keep a slow pace but then also be short as hell so right i mean so, i i appreciate that one thing we never do on this podcast is review movies. Some oh. some podcasts have like movie reviews. Yeah. Where they're right. like, we're going to talk about Suicide Squad. And then at the end of the podcast, they talk about their review. Right. So let's do a movie review corner where we review movies. Uh, I just watched Turner and Hooch like literally 
15 minutes ago. Nope, really? 30 minutes ago. Yeah, I just finished it. I have Disney Plus, and I'm just like, I watched Big like two days ago. I'm just going through the Tom Hanks early early to late 80s mm. golden era before he got all shitty in the early 90s. Right. Um, but Turner and Hooch, great movie. Cute dog, super sad ending, but also a nice ending. I don't know. Yeah. Isn't there a Turner and Hooch uh, TV show now too? There is. Yeah, I haven't seen that, and I refuse to watch it. But why is that? Uh, I'd rather watch if I'm going to watch TV. I'm going to watch HBO. I mean, I'm not going to fuck around with some childish dog TV show. Well, wow. I'll mess around with the movie. Yeah, because okay. I know it's finite. Um, but I would say for Turner and Hooch, first 15 minutes they really lay it on thick with the exposition, and it's quite boring. But then it gets real fun once. There's like a romance in the film, and mm-hmm. he's and he and the dog finally start getting along. Then it's fun. That's fun. Yeah. Well, what what do you give it on a? On a you have to rate it. On a, oh yeah, I, I'd give it a two opposable thumbs ups out of good three. Yeah, on your letterbox, you gave it three and a half stars, and then yes. your your written review is, "What the hell is even this masterpiece?" <laughs> Which is great grammar. I give that grammar a one star. Yeah, you've given uh, all, all big. My... You gave yeah. big four stars. Yeah, weird but good. Yeah, all my reviews are Splash is three stars. Yeah, is there nudity in uh, Splash on Disney Plus? Uh, no, right on the brink. You know, like you never see nipple. Okay, because I and remember you never see as a full kid. Butt. I remember as a kid that there was, or at least I had the impression that there was. I may yeah. have just manufactured that in my mind. But well, also here's another corner, maybe like in the '80s, like with these Tom Hanks family films, they're raunchy. Oh yeah, there's like a scene in Turner and Hooch where like he's grinding with the veterinarian, and they just had sex, and he's like clearly getting a boner and whisking eggs at the same time. And I'm like, this is a children's film. And oh, then in Splash, there is like a lot of like almost nudity and, yeah. and like in tons of sex, like implied sex. And then really? with Big, the first 30 minutes are really dark. He's like in New York and there's like murder and gunshots and he's in this like derelict hotel and everybody's mm-hmm. scary. Um, It's really like they, man, it was a different time. It was a different time. Mm, interesting, so those kids movies, like that shit just doesn't happen now. Uh, was Dragnet like PG? I remember that being... Is that a Tom Hanks film? Tom Hanks and Dan Aykroyd. I think it is a kid's film, but it probably has some raunchy stuff in there for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it has Shannon Tweed in it, who is married to uh, Gene Simmons. Oh. And she was like a in like, mm, what are they called? Cinemax movies? What's that? Just movies that are like softcore porn, I guess. Oh, okay. Cool. Cool. Is that how they um, met? I wonder. I wonder how they met. Uh, I, I don't know. He's a rock star. And... You fill in the picture. You yeah. fill in the blanks. Okay. Okay. That was a pretty good review corner, unless. Well, do you should review something. Okay. Sure. You just watched the last blockbuster. Is that a documentary? Yeah, it is. I how just watched is it? the last blockbuster because I grew up with video stores, uh, and. Uh, this I was also just kind of like looking for something kind of dumb to put on, mm-hmm. um, just in the background. Uh, so I watched that over the course of a few days, just kind of in the background, and uh, bad. 
Not a good documentary. Really? Why? What? Yeah. What? Was it like, did it say anything or was it just? No, it had nothing to say. It was just like, hey, you know the Blockbuster video, how video stores were a thing? Well, one of them still exists. And then it just kind of got that out of the way in the first 30 minutes. And then it was like an hour of just following the people who run the store around and seeing what their life is like. And it's not really all that interesting. Oh. And then they get celebrities to like talk about being in a video store. The, The weirdest thing is they have the guy from Savage Garden, like the lead singer. You know Savage Garden? Yeah, yeah. Why? Uh, he's interviewed because he used to work at a Blockbuster. So they get a couple of celebrities who worked at Blockbusters before they got famous. That's so stupid. Yeah, and he just like is a weird, I guess he's a weird movie nerd. Okay, well, I mean, at least at least he's a cinephile. Yeah, he's a cinephile, yeah, so respect. But yeah, gave that movie two and a half stars. I stand by it. I saw that. I, I didn't read your review. I never do, but I always look at your stars and I'm like, ooh, Mike is so harsh. An interesting topic to be sure, but not probably enough to make a documentary about. That documentary could have been way more interesting. Like that is fertile ground for a great documentary. It's a real bummer that they just uh, fucked it up. Yeah. Well, it's also interesting that just talking about video stores as a thing, because mm-hmm. like video stores are only really around for what? 20, 30 years? 20, yeah, I think. Yeah, they weren't really maybe. around that long in the grand scheme of humanity. So. Yeah. Uh, but it was such a huge part of my life when I was a kid. So Yeah. The, just talking about the concept of video stores would have been an interesting documentary, I think. Mm-hmm. But they didn't uh, They didn't really do a good job. But <sighs> Fools. Fools. Da- damn fools. What are your thoughts on this? The Jar Jar Corner. Okay, go for it. Let's do it. We're in Jar Jar Corner now. <laughs> yeah i think there should be you know how like disney's making like animated tv shows to fill in the gaps between movies and stuff yes there should be a whole series dedicated to jar jar and his planet Mm, go on i just think it would be fun and and like uh it would show the rebellious side or the playful side of disney i'm into it well, that was the Jar Jar Corner. Great. All right. <laughs> <laughs> they they need to do more with Jar Jar. Mm-hmm. He's a hero. He's a politician. He's a, just an all-around great guy. Yeah. Everybody was mad because Jar Jar is like, this guy really sticks out as being a dumb part of the Star Wars universe. But I say that part of the universe has always existed in every single movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just sometimes it's more front and center than it is other times. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of stupid aliens in There's a lot of Star Wars aliens, yeah. that make sounds that you're like, okay, all right. Mm-hmm. Like that little thing on Jabba the Hutt, that little furry guy. Yeah. He's dumb. He's stupid. Yeah. The whole dance number in uh, Return of the Jedi, it's pretty stupid. With size snoodles? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's pretty dumb. Uh, the, the like on Tatooine and uh, episode four, the whole band scenario is just kind of ridiculous. It's I all agree. stupid. It's all pretty stupid, yeah. Sometimes R2-D2 is dumb. Yeah, I mean, C-3PO is like, can be cringy mm-hmm. at times, but especially in like the later movies, but even in the original trilogy, just those guys, their comedy dynamic wasn't as funny as I think we were all supposed to think it was. Yeah. Yeah, I'm calling out C-3PO as being being a hack. You're fucking hack, C-3PO. <laughs> Eat shit. Um, that was a great corner. Wow. Roasting Star Wars. 
or yeah. Jar Jar. Well, yeah, turn once started from started at Jar Jar turned into roast in Star Wars and George Lucas. Yeah, and like, yeah, we don't want to get Star Star Wars fans mad and coming af- after us for ripping on Star Wars, but at the same time, they rip on Star Wars more than anybody. It's true. I think the people who hate Star Wars the most are Star Wars fans. How how sick and twisted! It's such a toxic relationship Star yeah. Wars fans have with Star Wars. They love it, revere it, adore it, and loathe it at the same time. Yeah, like to love something so much that no matter what is made, it's not good enough is such a ridiculous relationship to have with anything. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, so unhealthy. It's so toxic. I feel bad for everyone involved, both sides. And you got any other corners? Uh, it's fine if you well, don't. No, I I wrote down Fago Corner. Kind of did it. Yeah, that's pretty. I much... mean, I can we can go back to Fago Corner and I can crack it open. Well, oh, you haven't even had a sip. Give no. us a. Give I brought us a play it. I brought it play. mostly as a prop because we we bought these for uh, a bachelor party that's coming up this weekend. Oh, nice! Just so you bought like a, di- a flat of them or what? No, Are you having a little a mini gathering, ICP gathering? We're just yeah, it's just a bachelor party slash. Um, ICP gathering. It's like a mini gathering of the Juggalos. So are you, like you going to put on getting married. face paint and stuff? Like, are you going to go all yeah. out? Oh, make sure you take photos. So here's, yeah, so here's some Fago. We're back nice. in Fago corner. All right, give us a, have a sip and then give us a, a review. Oh, he's mm, sniffing. So he's is, wafting this is, right now. This is Cherry Cola Fago. Yeah. Can you hear the bubbles? I ho- can you hear them? I don't know. I can hear them in the microphone. Oh, yeah. good, good. Nice. So this is the, great. Ba- this is the bubbles AS- of Fago. So. By the way, this is the definition of mukbang. Mike's mukbanging yeah. all over the place. Oh, yeah, right I guess now. it's a mukbang and an ASMR at the same time. <laughs> okay, so here it goes. Here it goes. So cherry cola Fago. Mm-hmm. How was it? Take a second, let it s- just sit there on your palate. Yeah, you had another kind of, sniff. It's kind of dancing on my palate right now. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. The this the smell mm-hmm. really kind of smells like uh, artificial flavoring. It <laughs> oh, gets like very very strong cherry flavoring. Yeah. But then the taste of it is like a little more subtle. Yeah. Got some nice fizz to it. I like the fizz. Uh, is it room Not temp too or is it cold? It's like a little bit below room temp. Oh, yucky. It's not hot. It's not warm. Okay. So yeah, I give it a, this is like one of the better flavors, I think, because the cola is nice. Yeah. It's not too like overpowering. The fizziness isn't too overpowering like, you know, Coca-Cola can be. Yeah. And the cherry just kind of adds like a nice, like little bit of layer of flavor to it, which... Which I like, so I don't know. I give it a... Am I reviewing this? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, I mean, we should have done this as a video and just released it as a YouTube video and then transitioned into just food reviews. <laughs> From Justin to Cake? Yeah, oh, yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Mike, but, but I never eat. Only Mike does. And yeah. I just watch, and I'm always kind of like weirdly tense. Yeah, cause, but you're like a pervert. Yeah, well, I'm horny. Is that why you're yeah. watching? Yeah, I'm aroused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, as a side note, mukbang sounds like a word you're not allowed to say. Oh, I know. Like, but then I saw it on YouTube, 
like in a video and I was like, so you can have this as a title of a video, like legally? Because mm-hmm. it sounds inappropriate to mukbang. Well, yuck. it's not though. It sounds like one of the, you know, the inappropriate words. So I give the Fago a, I'll give it a um, seven and a half out of 10. Holy shit. Wow. Cherry Cola. I like it. Damn. Damn. That's a high rating. If we don't get sponsored by Fago after this episode, I'm going to friggin' lose it. Yeah. You will go buck wild. So would you buy Fago if it were just for your personal pleasure and not for a special occasion? Oh, of course. I've done it in the past. Oh. It's just kind of hard to get in our city. That's true. It is. There's hard only to a few places that have it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I found it in a small town in Alberta in a roadside gas station when I had right. it a couple weeks ago and I posted it on our IG story. Hopefully everyone yeah, right. saw that. I had the peach yeah. flavor. It mm-hmm. was, I'd say, a four out of ten. Yeah, some of the more the more like uh, fruit flavored ones, or the more sugary kind of uh, forward ones, like you know, cotton candy. Mm-hmm. Oh, just like a ugh. bit. It's just a bit much. Yeah, that's yucky. I go with the old standbys like root beer and and uh, cola. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cream soda. Oh yeah, gotta love cream soda for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, that was a good return to Fago Corner. I guess it nice. is a room. It's a room with a lot of corners, so we can just kind of walk across the room to whatever corner we want so we can go back. So, yeah, I mean, what this room is an odd shape. The Property Brothers would have a hard time renovating this room. There's so oh, many I corners. Know. It's like a it's like a, a star with so many points. Yeah. It's a bit it's a bit meta because, you know, the room is a star, but so are so are you. Oh, that's great. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Wow. Wow. Um, okay, let's do one more corner. Okay, one more corner. We're getting close to like regular length of the episode. Oh, fuck. It's not me. really a mini-sode anymore. <laughs> There's something funny about calling it a mini-sode and it's just still an hour long. Like I, I yeah. love, I love, I feel like our show has a couple bits where we're very sort of anti-establishment because we follow the trends of podcasts, but we're also making fun of them. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. We're very anti-establishment. This is, as far as we're go, this is punk rock. Yeah. A couple of... White dudes on a podcast talking about movies and Fago, super punk <laughs> yeah. rock. I think our su- our, our genre of podcast is punk rock. I agree. Um, okay, last corner, last corner. Shit, what should it be about, Mike? Oh, uh, um, how about uh, gamer corner? Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. Because you were you so you're playing Mario sixty four still. Uh, on and off, yes. It's really hard, and I have to YouTube it pretty on much every N64? level. On the N64? Uh, yeah, on the N64, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I don't fuck around with, like, simulators or whatever, you know? I, I, yeah. It's the real deal. It's so hard. It is a bit tough, yeah. And it's not intuitive. I've also, yeah, I was playing Zelda Ocarina of Time the mm-hmm. other day. Man, like, how they used to make video games? Woof, like... And pre-internet, I don't understand how people finished games. It's all word of mouth and magazines. Uh, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like do, do, do you remember when you were a kid and you're like, "How the fuck do I beat this?" Were you like phoning people up on your rotary landline and being like, "Hey, Chad, did you finish this level? I don't know how to do it." I mean, yes, actually, there was a time when I was like a like a very little kid. Mm-hmm. I had an NES game. 
I think it was called Shadowgate, mm-hmm. and it was like a uh, medieval kind of thing. Um, and you kind of have to walk around this dungeon, and I got really stuck on this one part, which was probably a really obvious thing. And there's a video game store at the mall, and I had found out that the guy there had played the game, so mm-hmm. I would call that mall store whenever I got stuck. I was like eight. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's And this amazing. guy would graciously walk me through the game. Oh my God, that's great. Yeah, so yeah, the internet kind of doesn't have that same kind of charm interaction. Yeah. yeah. I do remember like Super Mario World. There was my neighbors across the street uh, had it for longer than I had, so they knew their way around the game already. So right. yeah, there was a, basically, it was like kind of spoken stories, you know, that are just passed on for generations. Mm-hmm. It was like, that was the feeling of it where it's like, oh yeah, I know about this part in this level because the neighbor told me this. And that's just how you remembered it. There's something very romantic about that. Everything's word of mouth. You have to inquire. You have to have human connection. That's Mm -hmm. great. But also I think the way that games were designed in the 80s and 90s were is different than it is now. And I think it's harder to go back than it is to uh, go forward. I mean, which is obvious, but I mean, yeah. So yeah, because Ocarina of Time when that came out, it's like I had no problem with it. Super Mario sixty four. It was all very intuitive. It all made perfect sense to me. What? Yeah, crazy. I think I'm used to being pandered to by a video game. Yeah, they, they, it doesn't really walk you through a whole lot. There, there might be like a little text block, like once or twice, and then that's all that you get. And yeah. You kind of just have to play around and figure it out. Yeah. Because like, what are you getting stuck on in Ocarina of Time? Well, there's a part. I was like inside of a tree, and there's like spiders. Okay, this then, is at the beginning of the game. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't get very far. <laughs> but uh, it was like, oh, you have to jump off this platform and hit the web. And I was like, oh, fuck me. Okay, I'll do that. And it took like seven tries. So I was like, obviously, this is wrong. But I saw a video of them doing it. Mm-hmm. And then I kept trying. And it took so many tries. You had to hit it just right. Oh, but okay, you can't yeah. really aim when you jump off the platform. I don't know. Just shit like that. And then in Mario... There's a level where you're underwater and there's like a sea snake and you have to collect all these stars but not run out of oxygen to become Metal Mario or whatever. Yeah. What the hell? And you got to ride the the uh, like a dinosaur's head. Yeah. What? That's right. That like fuck me. How are you supposed to know that? Well, I think the idea is that you're just you're you have enough time to play it that you just don't mind discovering things. Yeah. Because that yeah. was what it felt like for me. It's like when I would play Mario 64, it was basically you just sit down in front of the TV for a couple hours, you know, after school. Right. And there's not, you're not like, I have to finish this as soon as possible. It's like, I got to just like see what's, what's going on in Mario world. I'm all about the destination, not the journey, Mike. Yeah. So... I think that's the thing with those games is a little bit of just kind of discovery. Yeah. 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 That Ocarina of Time thing. Yeah. That isn't, I guess, I can see how that wouldn't be intuitive. It's but... not. Like it just objectively isn't, but I think that the 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 game is designed to get you up to that top part, and then you're like, oh, I'm on this thing, I'm gonna jump down, and then you eventually just kind of figure out because the game entices you into jumping. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I don't know that games are designed that way anymore. No, no, they're not. Like I, they there's like AI that helps you if you really fuck up. Basically, yeah. like basically anything. I feel like PlayStation Two onwards. You know, mm-hmm. you're just kind of like, yep, like I'm playing the Xbox 360 and everything just hands it to you. If you can't figure it out, they're like, okay, you idiot. Well, they games used to come with instruction manuals. And so if you right. lost that, then you kind of like lost 
the way to know how the game works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so sometimes you'd rent a game and it would not even have an instruction manual because somebody someone had rented it and lost it. Mm-hmm. So you just were screwed, I guess. Whereas now the games they design it with like somebody basically walking you through how everything works in the game, mm-hmm. which I mean makes more sense than having yeah. a book. That's true. That's true. I mean, thank God for the internet. That's all I have to say. Yeah, it's a great thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the best way to hear from Justin Decane, the podcast you're listening to right now. That's right. Sweet little plug. Nice for our podcast. Yeah. Just um, having ads for our own podcast on our own <laughs> podcast. Hey, guys, uh, if you guys like this podcast, you might also enjoy from Justin Decane, a <laughs> little podcast where Mike and Bob watch two movies and talk about them. And one's really good, one's really a little bad. Okay, here's a little mini pod beef corner before okay. we exit. Yeah. Have you ever heard like a good ad for another podcast on a podcast? No. Yeah, I don't think it's a possible. It's possible every the single closest time. There's I've an ad. come is like uh, Malcolm Gladwell, but it still sounds insufferable. Yeah, pod- I don't think I I've hate- ever heard a single ad for a podcast on a podcast. Where I'm like, ooh, I gotta hear this. No, it's always no. like, wow, this is cringe, man. Yeah, stop posting cringe. Yeah, I I hate it. I also, honestly, part of me would rather because I've been listening to a lot of um, Alec Baldwin's "Here's the Thing," mm-hmm. and it's like on the iHeartRadio network, so all the ads are sponsored from other uh, shows on that network. Yeah, and they all sound like shit. I'm sure they're all really good, but they sound like shit, right? And it sucks, Rick. <laughs> I'd rather hear like an Acura commercial. Interesting. Yeah, that's my hot take. That's my that's my super hot take. Spicy well, take. Very spicy. I don't think that there's ever been a good podcast ad ever. Mm-hmm. Except for ours. Ours is really good. But nobody yeah, will share it. N- nobody will use it on their podcast to help spread our word. I know. Um, great. Well, that was a pretty good uh, episode of Corners. I'd, I'd say perfect. Yeah, it's a big bumpy room now. Yeah, it's a super bumpy room. Very sharp. Yeah. A lot of points. You couldn't do a wall sit if you tried. No. The fucking walls are super short, super sharp. You didn't impale yourself. Yeah, yeah. It's more like a medieval uh, torture chamber. Yeah, basically we've we've basically made an Iron Maiden. Yes. Uh, Well, yeah, shit. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll get back to our regular content probably pretty soon. Oh, yeah. It's a little hectic. But uh, yeah, next week we'll be cranking out some, uh, some movies. What 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 the fans are really salivating over, you know? Yeah. Also, man, and... Tur- Turner and Hooch, man, there's a lot of dog saliva in that movie. Oh yeah, it is nauseating. Uh, good to know. I won't watch it. <laughs> I've what seen if it I before. make you watch it for the pod? I guess I'll have to watch it. That's right. That's right. Yeah, this feels over. Sure, it does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Jesus Christ! Um, we're hilarious great. to us. Oh, man, we're so funny. Fuck. <laughs> okay, everybody, thanks for listening to From Justin King. Welcome. Oh, wait, what? Uh, <laughs> oh, Mike is melting. He's literally I just disappearing. Melting. Oh, my God. I think that uh, Fago poisoned him. <laughs> thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, we'll see you next week. More welcome. regular scheduled programming, I guess. Yeah, welcome to next week, everybody. Welcome to next week. <laughs> oh, my God. What I'm time so is it? high. Yeah, we smoked a huge bowl separately and then recorded this. So yeah, just kicking in now. Sick. All right, everybody. Thanks for thanks for listening. Have a good week. Goodbye.
Bye-bye. Bye. See ya. Goodbye, everyone. Bye.